Also made there, son. Yeah. Uh, it is the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Sub Stop. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. We look at the Springfield City Council each and every Wednesday, be it a committee of the whole or be it a full city council meeting. Uh, and as I said last week, I think uh, with this new expanded audience of uh, 92.7, uh, it's important that people, you know, I get it. You don't live in Springfield, but likely... You come to Springfield for entertainment, for a show, for shopping. So you spend your tax money in Springfield. Uh, so it's important you know what's uh, going on here. Uh, so that's why this uh, the show's it's uh, significant, and uh, I hope you enjoy it and are informed and entertained. And there's plenty to keep us entertained. A little bit later on, we're gonna hear about the um, the flotilla at uh, Lake Springfield. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, so an interesting conversation uh, spurred on there. Also, a conversation I hope we can uh, get in at the tail end about homelessness in the capital city and what's being done about it. Uh, But first, let's go ahead and jump into, uh, I guess, all the various ordinances that were up for consideration. We'll hear about that and how quick they blew through all of that after we hear from the chair of the Committee of the Whole last night, Alderman Fulgenzi. I think it's the first time he's been in the chambers since uh, the COVID-19 pandemic began. Uh, he'd been doing a lot of the uh, taking advantage of remote uh, attendance uh, via Zoom or phone calls. Uh, so he was there in person last night as the committee chairman for the Committee of the Whole, and he introduced the treasurer. Madam Treasurer, would you please present the treasurer's report? Thank you, Chair Fulgenzi. The corporate fund in the month of August had a beginning balance of $14,458,585. We took in total receipts of $9,971,513. We had total disbursements in the month of August of $9,778,391, which left the corporate fund with an ending balance in the month of August of $14,651,707. That's more than what it was a couple of weeks ago when we heard the number. It was like $13 million sure. uh, at the end of the uh, the balance sheet there. Uh, so we might be having not as bad of a problem with the COVID-19 revenue reductions that we thought we may have had, or is this just being delayed? Ugh, I guess the numbers will tell in the wash. Uh, the you know, A few weeks into it, a few months more into it, as we get closer to the next budget year. Uh, and, and, and city leaders like the mayor and even Budget Director McCarty said, yeah, we're going to have some problems this budget, but really it's next year's budget where we're going to have to really uh, look at addressing some of these issues. Yeah, I think the big telltale is going to be the holiday shopping season. I yep. think that is going to be huge as far as what numbers we're going to see doing yep. in that regard. Sales taxes, exactly. Yep. Yep. Uh, Alderman Hanauer, uh, he wants to uh, get a measure that was put in uh, kind of tabled uh, off to the side, uh, and that deals with something that's been a, uh, a point of contention within the city council chambers, and that's its relationship with county government in how they deal with animal services. The um, animal control for debate. So they could bring that up for debate. Wasn't much debate last night, except from Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso. It's my understanding that this contract is still being discussed as per Corporation Council conversation just a few minutes ago. This contract typically is hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, where the city pays the county government for these services. 
Uh, Alder Roman DeCenso has made the point that uh, people who have cats and dogs pay fees f- to get their little tags for their cats and dogs, uh, and that's money that uh, the county gets. Uh, and why is it costing you know three hundred plus thousand dollars or whatever a year uh, to to pay another government that? Um, the Corporation Council, Jim Zirkel, he's the uh, city's lawyer. Uh, he he responded. I've reached out or contacted the. A county about the current uh, situation to make sure on the wording. I've not been able to find out if they did send it back to the advisory committee. I did tell them, though, that we needed a final uh, result before the next council meeting. So that's next week. Uh, we could have some more detail about uh, how much it's going to cost. Um, but ultimately, Alderman Ralph Hanauer, he uh, he made the point that they got to do something with this. My thought about this is we got to figure something out. Um, they've been providing the service. We either have to pay them for last year and then we have to come up with our own plan, what to do going forward, or we need to pass this and try to figure out what we're going to do for the next year. But It's an issue because, I mean, we got – animal control issues that have to be dealt with in the sure. city of Springfield. Sure. Uh, and uh, we don't have a, a self-standing uh, standalone animal control operation in the city of Springfield. Um, if we did, that would be additional cost to the city of Springfield. Uh, who knows how much that would be in overtime and employee benefits and uh, and so on and trucks and equipment. And yeah. All of that. It goes to show you exactly what I've been preaching for like the last 10 years about how valuable the Animal Protective League is to this community because true, of the yeah. spay and neutering that they do. You know, it really helps keep the animal population down. You know, Springfield, as far as strays go, sees a number that's much lower than cities of its comparable size because yeah. of that. So, so after, uh, you know, about 15 minutes, not even that, here's 1240 into the meeting, 12 minutes and 40 seconds into the meeting. Have any unfinished business? Meaning they've already gone through all the ordinances. So Alderman John Fulgenzi, uh keeping the trains on time there, uh, with uh, under 15 minutes practically being done with all the ordinance they had to deal with. But that's not the end of the meeting. We've got plenty more to get to. <laughs> An hour and a half is how long the meeting was. We won't play all of that for you, but we'll get you the juicy bits, including. An older woman uh, raising a question about a flotilla on Lake Springfield. Uh, Plus, we'll hear a bit about um, uh, the homeless situation, how that's being managed, and how much in pot taxes has the city brought in. So stay tuned. It's on the way. After hearing several ordinances and discussions about how motor fuel tax funds are being spent. Because I see it being used for everything from engineering to buying properties. And, um, you know, as we know, we have some issues in Ward 6. And I want to know if, if there's a certain tally or balance that we have in our MFT funds. The treasurer, Misty Busher, lays that out. As of of today, the motor fuel tax fund had $2,657,438.30 in it. And do you know what was obligated? I do not. That would be an OBM slash uh, public works function. Um, But I can certainly request that and get it to you tomorrow. I can send an email. So maybe we'll hear more about uh, how much of that two plus million dollars has been obligated for various things. And the motor fuel uh, tax fund, of course, uh, generated by motor fuel uh, taxes. But uh, there are other infrastructure funds that uh, gambling revenue feeds into, uh, like the video gaming that we have in Springfield, which for those who didn't know, Springfield's considered the largest uh Video gaming it's not considered uh, jurisdiction, it right? It is the largest, yeah, because they don't have them in Cook County. That's why. But yeah. That's exactly right. Chicago did not allow for video gaming machines, so that pretty much made Springfield 
uh, the de facto uh, gambling capital of the uh, of the city or of the of the state rather when it comes to video slots. Um, but another number that uh, uh, older older persons were looking for, uh, older woman Doris Turner, looking at how much pot revenue has been brought into the city so far. Do you know how much we have uh, received from cannabis to date in both of the funds? Treasurer Busher has that answer as well. The cannabis crime prevention funds is $40,886.50. And then the marijuana leaf identification fund is $600 at this time. Yeah, that one just started, I think. It, that just started in July. Yes. So about you know $41,000 so far in uh, pot taxes the city's gotten. Seems pretty low, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, when you consider uh, how the money's split up, uh, a lot of it's going into the state's general revenue fund. A lot of it's going to um, community programs for nonprofits in certain uh, communities that are designated um, disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs. Uh, you also have uh, a percentage going to mental health issues. You got a smaller percentage as well going to police funds. Uh, so I think that's some of the, uh, the, the 40 plus thousand that we got so far was money for the police funds. So, uh, the city of Springfield did approve, I believe they went all the way to the max, a local 3% tax on cannabis. Uh, so cannabis taxes in Illinois, uh, just the state taxes could be in excess of 40% depends on the potency. Uh, if you get a higher potent, like the wax or something, uh, like an oil or whatever, it's going to have like a 40 one percent tax on it um and then local governments that approved an additional tax can tax an additional three percent on that and i think springfield did that uh which started in july so you'll see some more tax revenue coming that way uh but statewide i looked at the uh tax revenues um statewide were 19.2 million dollars in august reported that's up more than five million from the month before that's what I'm saying. You know, Chris, it's, like- it's nearly double the amount of tax revenue in one month than was brought in the first month of January. Oh, when yeah, come on, come on. You couldn't draw the the, the kickoff of this yeah. any better. I mean, everybody's <laughs> at home now. You know, it's like, oh, it's, like yeah, it's true. Right, it's right. It's, yeah, January and February, everybody's like, what, COVID? Yeah, right. You know, and then March, right. it's COVID. Uh, right. and, and, you know, there was one of the things that was brought up early on was, People couldn't go to church, but they could go to the pot dispensary. And that was uh, that was one of the things that yeah. had people scratching their heads as to well, what was I'm essential saying. and what wasn't. This this has generated what a quarter of a billion dollars in taxes in it's... six months, seven months, and we've got forty grand out of it. <laughs> what? What? Well, yeah. Um. It's uh. Come on, JB. Money's getting split Loosen up, it up all a over little the bit, place. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Definition of a flotilla, and what's the threshold? You know, is it uh, forty-five boats or more as a flotilla, or is it? A hundred boats or more as a flotilla. What are those? I don't know what the thresholds are. Uh, we'll get to that conversation coming up. Uh, last night's uh, committee of the whole meeting, about an hour and a half. Uh, very few ordinances that were actually up for uh, any kind of discussion last night. And they got through all of that within the like, first 15 minutes. Uh, and it was time for new and unfinished business. Put this on your calendar today. Uh, the mayor is going to be holding a Facebook Live via the Springfield Mayor's Office Facebook account. Uh, you'll be able to watch uh, a couple of individuals and the mayor discuss the rail relocation, which has been pretty contentious the past couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, we are having Facebook Live with uh, Nate Bottom and handsome professionals. They'll be participating on the rail project uh, tomorrow at noon. So that's today at noon. Of course, last night's meeting um, 
talking in, you know, future tense uh, as far as the Facebook Live that's happening today. People are interested in that. They want to know what's going on. They want to understand how properties are are purchased, uh, how properties impacted by the construction are being treated, and so on. Uh, So that'll be an important conversation uh, to tune into uh, for people. Well, especially if you're, yeah, North Grand is where you really want to be watching that because that's what's coming next. So now we're up to citizens addressing the committee. Uh, Here's one of them. Jack Freshman. Jack Freshman, I believe, was his name. And he talked about how he lives on West Governor and he sees people flying and and, and, and blowing through four-way stop signs and so on. And recently, we had a drunk driver drive their car into my neighbor's porch across oh, the street, oh. running the stop sign. It's a four-way stop. Jeez. That's unreal. Yeah, I lived in that neighborhood. It gets crazy. Uh, he said uh, it's really a speed limit issue. Uh, he's got a 30-mile-an-hour speed limit sign. He thinks it needs to be down to 20. And there's been more than one accident. And so I just propose that we lower the speed limit to at least 20 and put up a warning sign that there are children playing. Civics 101, people. You show up to a council meeting, you can let your voice be heard. Mm-hmm. That person's older person heard that individual and took it into account and said that they're going to talk with public works to see what could be done there. So Yeah, that's Kristen's area, right? I, it was Alder Woman Conley who responded. Okay, so I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know the, the lines. The, the border, it gets real close yeah. to six and eight. Yeah. Uh, another citizen addressing the council? James Johnson. James Johnson. He is a regular at the council. I think he works for the city as well. Um, but he's always been, uh, in the years I've covered uh, city council meetings, James Johnson's always been one that get up, gets up and is passionate about uh, a variety of issues, is always there, engaged with the community. Uh, he's a, he's a, a fresh breath of air at times. Uh, here he is last night talking about what he wanted to lay out for aldermen. Systemic racism and right privilege is two different things. So he defined systemic racism and white privilege uh, and gave a a range of examples of both. He said, if you go and look at management of police, there's not anybody that looks like him. Uh, He said that that is systemic racism. He said, if you go to, uh, you know, various other agencies, the management doesn't look like him, an African-American. So he says that's systemic racism and it needs to be addressed. White privilege, he also uh, defined in various ways um, as well, highlighting how, uh, for instance, if uh, you know a, a city official was to get caught committing the, breaking the law, uh, he may have been treated differently uh, if he was white than if he was black, for instance. Uh, so those are some of the things that he was wanting to define for city aldermen and get them to start thinking about it. And he said he's coming back next week. Because what's happening in this country, I really don't want to see it happen here. But we got to make change. And until we make change, what's going on is going to keep happening. Because there's some young people out there that they're just not going to stop. And I don't want to see it here. So I'll be back next week to lay it all out and answer all questions from a black male's perspective. Show Hola. Likely hear more from James Johnson as well. Uh, not much interaction, though, with, with Alderman uh, on that issue. Uh, Alderwoman DeCenso now. She wants to um, address some, some new business, some unfinished business. Uh, ultimately, it's the time of the meeting where they can bring up whatever they want to bring up. And she, uh, she had a description of a sight to behold at Lake Springfield over the weekend. I was out at the lake over the weekend enjoying a beautiful day with my son and my niece. And um, 
a political parade, boat parade, was taking place. And since Lake Springfield is our lake, I was wondering if there was permission that was granted to this boat parade. Um, there were several other boat parades around the country, just like this one. Um, and I'm just wondering if they needed a permit. I've had several questions about it. I've had several complaints about it. Um, they were out there hooting and hollering and tooting their horns and having a jolly old time on Lake Springfield. And I don't, I mean, the last I knew, we couldn't conduct political activities, you know, at City Hall or any place else. So just trying to get a little clarity on what it means to, or how, how the lake is used and if that's appropriate or not. <laughs> In all fairness, Alder Woman. <laughs> Uh, and she was just asking a question, and I get it. But we also, you know, people don't take their shirts off and 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 um, shotgun a beer <laughs> while doing a backflip off of the front of a boat type yeah, right, thing. You know, right. I mean, it, it's the lake. It's the lake. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. I, okay. Here's uh, Doug Brown with CWLP. I can't say that there's ever been a time that I know of that the parade actually type occurred or a trail of boats or whatever you want to call it. And that was the comment I got from people standing around me. They're like, in all my years of coming out to the lake or sitting around the lake, we have never seen anything like this. It was <laughs> something to see. <laughs> I only saw a couple of pictures of it and I was like, huh, all right. <laughs> yeah, right. What did yeah, we have, like 150 or something or yeah, 200? I uh, heard a couple of different estimates out there. Uh, just the line of questioning uh, rubbed Alderman Ralph Hanauer sideways. People have a right to to uh, free speech. If I put a flag on my boat, I've got people wanting to go get a bunch of people. It's it's free speech, Kristen. Just because you don't like the, the person that they're... Have they're... I said anything about that? I haven't even said anyone's name. I haven't said a word. Well, All I said was there was a parade, a boat parade on Lake Springfield. And, and, what's it, what's, and my question needed. is, what's it hurt? Are we going to stop boats from being able to do whatever, you know, d d drive across the lake regulations. now? Yes, we have regulations on the lake. The, there's drinking. no regulations that people can drive their boat know. in a group of... That's what I'm asking. no regulations on That's what I'm asking. Oh, the gavel got dropped. Uh-oh. Alderman Fulgenzi dropping that gavel. Uh-huh. So, uh, nice little bit of um, uh, fireworks there at the council. Um, it's always uh, something that, you know, hey, it's good for radio. It, it, uh, it plays well. But, uh, you know, ultimately, it's just, just a question, right? Uh, and uh, they have the corporation council there, the attorney, to uh, drill down and kind of highlight what is and what is not acceptable. The only uh, item I remember is uh, the blessing of the boats the Elks. Oh, wait, that's the mayor. The only uh, item I remember is uh, the blessing of the boats. The Elks have that every year, so there is a parade of boats then. But as far as, uh, you know, I know people uh, on the party cove, they lock boats together, things of that nature. So Right. Yeah. I mean, they assemble, you know, they uh, have different boats, different sizes, get together, and they kind of tie them together. And again, they'll may, may shotgun a beer and do a backflip off the front of the boat or however they're doing it safely, though. Uh, but, uh, you've got the corporation council, uh, you know, essentially laying out how, listen, I mean, th there's protected speech. So normally there's safety related regulation, safety, speed, how the boats operated, that sort of thing. Uh, I don't off the top of my head recall a situation where there's ever been a parade request for on the lake. Uh, that doesn't, uh, not something I recall that has happened before. 
there is a strong policy, uh, you know, streets, people marching in streets, holding signs, doing different things of that nature. Generally speaking, uh, the courts are going to protect freedom of speech. So um, absent a public safety, public safety concerns, boats too close, driving too fast, unsafe activities by way of, you know, jumping out of the boats into the water, things of that nature. Right. And he continues. Uh, generally speaking, there's going to be a, uh, a preference to support the First Amendment uh, generally, provided, however, that does not keep us from enforcing either criminal laws or public safety requirements. So uh, you had a bit more back and forth with uh, other aldermen jumping in here. But I am not aware of there ever being a request for a boat parade. That's a new one. Boat That's parade. all I was asking. Just a question. And now we know who you're voting for. Oh, no. I don't think there's any doubt on that. <laughs> <laughs> we know who she's voting for, too. <sighs> and then uh, Alderwoman Turner, who just so happens to be the Democratic Party chair. Can I, can, I have ten min- can I have 10 minutes of your time? <laughs> oh, I, you know, what's great about uh, Springfield City Council is they're all individuals in their own right. And they are able to discuss things openly, and that's so much appreciated. Yeah, it really is. Things we didn't get to. Uh, the homeless situation, they had the continuum of care there, talking about how there needs to be more collaboration, especially as we get closer to the fall and winter months to take care of what's happening with Tent City out the uh, outside of the cooling center downtown Springfield. Uh, we also had uh, CWLP's Doug Brown talk about the importance of uh, calling CWLP if you get a cutoff notice. The moratorium on uh, not cutting off people's power has ended. We're going to dive more into that with Val. Good. So uh, if you get a notice, the message is call CWLP. They can help work on a deal and a payment plan. Yep. Uh, So that's your council roundup from last night's Committee of the Whole meeting brought to you by Head West Substop. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west.